You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Canum with your hosts Justin and Ricky and today we heard you like games so we put a new game in your game think of us as exhibit we're gonna pimp your game wow is that a reference is that a reference people are gonna get I mean we're getting old but it is a reference it's a callback to a simpler time a very very simpler time uh yeah today we're gonna talk about all kinds of fun things that you can Upgrade your game with, pimp out your game, make it your game. Right, so taking those cardboard tokens into something a little bit more flashy, um, things that will just kind of enhance your experience in general, uh, and that's that's kind of our focus for today's episode. Still 2018 for now, 2019 is around the corner, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we're looking forward to planning for next year, so we'll also be touching base, uh, touching that a little bit at the end. Let's get into a couple thank yous, I guess. Yeah, I heard that uh, we have a bunch of new listeners all over the place randomly. Right. Uh, so looking through the our, our, our hosting site, it does some nice um, logistical tracking for us and tracking episode downloads and things like that and uh i was picking up that we have listeners in sweden and the uk uh that recently uh either caught up or started downloading again or are brand new to listening so welcome hope you keep going um and i did kind of rough it out that we do have at least someone listening on every continent in the world at least one continent except for antarctica the penguins don't like us and you know what I think that's uh, because we're Blackhawks fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Okay. We don't need them. <laughs> Except for they're making the Penguins like a special secret super faction in Smash Up next year. So maybe we do need them. Like like AEG, we kind of forgot about Antarctica when planning this out. Hey, it's reverse psychology. We tell them that we don't need them, then they want us. Then they need us. All along we needed them. Let them come to us, Justin. True. All right. So, again, thank you. Welcome. Hope you keep going for 2019. Moving into our usual role recap, um, I will take the point on this one. I gotta because you have a million and a half games, and I, I have a few. You you okay? We'll save your 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 few because um, I don't think any of them cross over this time. Yeah, this time uh, we didn't play any games together. That's unfortunate. We need to fix that soon. Yes, yes, we do. All right. So, on the last uh, episode, I talked a little bit about it, and, and you even joked that you were pretty much convinced because I said, "Hey, Carcassonne's coming out on the Switch," and you went, "Huh? Carcassonne's coming out on the Switch. I should buy that and play that." Well, I bought it, and I did play like four or five games in that night. Technically, I've been playing Carcassonne. It just happens to be on my Switch. How are you feeling about it on the Switch? Good, I, bad, ugly. I like it. It takes a lot of, um, a lot like a lot of the other digital board games that are out there. It takes a lot of the points management mm-hmm. off of your brain. Like Ticket to Ride yes. on an iPad is so great. Oh, yes. Because you don't 
it, it tracks the score accurately for you 100% of the time, and it's not like, oh, it's the end of the game, gotta rescore the entire game, because someone somewhere forgot one point for every player, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, and then you could play AI, they have um, a couple of the expansions are, are like already part of the game, so you got a lot more options there. A lot of my play in the last two weeks, uh, since we last recorded, has actually been turn uh, tournament-based. Um, we hosted a Lord, uh, Legend of the Five Rings tournament, um, which went pretty well. Got a couple games of that in. Did get to play Dual Sword Island. Not the uh, full multiplayer mm-hmm. Dinosaur Island, but the two-player Dual Sword Island. Uh, and get to test the waters on how that's different from the regular game. Really, really like it. This is one of the uh, better two-player games out there. Highly recommend it, and if you already have Dinosaur Island, I would also probably recommend picking up Dulosaur, because while the theme is similar, there is definitely different mechanics, and they scratch different itches. Had a uh, Friendsgiving that uh, my wife and I attended, so more party games kind of came out for that. We played uh, a new game that she picked up at her work holiday party in the uh, Secret Santa grab bag thing that you guys played. Yeah. And, uh... It's a USAopoly game called Blank Slate. So you get a word prompt of, like, blank storm, and everybody has to write in what that blank word is. So I think, like, hailstorm, thunderstorm, things Brainstorm. Like brainstorm. Those are all different things. The goal is you're supposed to match with only one other player. So you and I need to have the same word, and nobody else can should... It, and hopefully nobody else has that word. We get three points each if that's the case. If more people than just us have that word, everybody gets a point. Mm. But if nobody matches your word, you get nothing. Hmm. How did you guys like it? I enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of fun because some of them were blank, then the word, then some of them were, of course, the word, then blank. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of... It was a decent party game. goes mm-hmm. up to eight players because that's the number of slates you get. So not bad. Quick mm-hmm. fun. Um, we also played Telestrations After Dark. Have you, uh, have you played Telestrations? I have yet? not. Okay, so roughly Telestrations is the telephone game, but with drawings put in between it. So I'll get a word, ah. and I have to draw that in a dry erase marker as best I can with whatever artist skill I might be able to muster. It's dignity! I pass it to the player to my next, who looks at the sketch, not the secret word I wrote down, but just the sketch, and then guesses what I drew. The next player gets the book. They get to see the word that the prior player guessed, and they have to draw whatever they guessed. That's fun. You can see how this goes pretty south pretty quickly. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and the After Dark version is the more adult version. So you get your drug references, uh, your sexual references, and all those things mixed in there. And you don't need the adult version for those things to pop up necessarily. And some of the things in that version are actually very clean, but how you draw them... Turns it very dark very quickly. So, um, we also hosted a uh, Game of Thrones LCG Joust tournament, which was the uh, Joust is the one-on-one format of the mm-hmm. game. Uh, that had, I believe we had six players show up for that. That was a lot of fun. Had Christmas at my father-in-law's. So, um, my nephews, we got them, uh, it was like a year ago, we got them Forbidden Desert as a Christmas gift. And mm-hmm. they're like, Uncle Justin's here. Sweet, he can teach us how to play this game because we can't figure it out. So I taught them again how to play that game, and um, and you'll teach them again next Christmas, most likely. 
I should probably teach them that YouTube is a thing for board games as well as video games. Or maybe, just follow me on this, we eventually should get into the business of making YouTube videos so that your uh, nephews can watch you on YouTube explain how to play the same game like you did in person. We can, yeah, yeah, 2019, we're going into new medias. Let me teach you how to play this game again. Step five, restart the video. Learn it again. Again and again and again. And again and again and again. And again, and again, again. again. Then, uh, most recently, this like this week, um, a buddy of mine picked up Fireball Island. Oh. The Restoration Games new 2018 edition, which is like the dialed up version back in the mid 80s. Um, as, you know, hitting that nostalgia bone one more time. I need to know how was that. It was a lot of fun. Was um, it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like... I, I, def, I never grew up on Fireball Island. I, it was just one of those games I didn't get when I was a kid. I think that was right around the time my parents got me an NES. Mm-hmm. So I was totally like Legend of Zelda and video games and, and board games kind of were there, but not a not a feature. Not as prevalent. Um but I really, really enjoyed, like, I could see where if you had this game as a kid, this will hit that nostalgia itch 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some mechanical things that, like, you get to move X amount of spaces. You have to move X amount of spaces that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual fireball mechanics are, are fun. I'm not going to lie. One of the times that uh, my, my buddy who was playing me, uh, who, who, who owns the game, Launched a fireball, knocked himself over, and the 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 ball the fireball technically ran into one of my characters because when you're playing two player, you each have two characters each. Mm-hmm. Um, ran into one of mine, but didn't knock him over. Just kind of slid him along the track, and that wasn't the only time that particular model didn't get knocked over. Like he got hit by I think three different fireballs in three separate occasions, and just kind of just like moved and. Just kind of hang hung out there, and um, I just kept joking he was uh, immune to fireballs. In the end, he did get hit with uh, a pretty bad one at one point, so his comeuppance came. Uh, and then just last night, uh, I hosted the 2019, or 2018 Arkham Horror Invocation event at mm-hmm. the local gaming store. That was great. We had six players show up for that as well. So we broke it up in two players of three, and we played the uh, Eternal Slumber scenario, which was hosted at Gen Con, where you and I get to pl- got to play, and we talked about it on our Gen Con recap. Ooh. So one group did horribly. Horribly. Like, I think they got to the second agenda, and then took the train out of Cairo. Oh, they got out of Dodge. They, they just left. They went, nope, we're out. Can't stop here. It's backcountry. <laughs> uh, Mike... My group that I was in, we hit the nail on every single like opportunity. We had a really good start. We we didn't outpace the game's timer because um, without spoiling it, essentially you have like six or seven rounds mm-hmm. before the game automatically advances advances to stage two. Or if you find six uh, cultists and and, and t- interrogate them. You can mm-hmm. you can find it faster, and and that's a good thing. We got four of them before it timed up, which was way better than we did at Gen Con. Which mm-hmm. I think we got two or yeah. one. Yeah, I think we got two. 
It two, was. It was two on our replay that we did. That's right. Our original run, I think we found. I think we found one, but didn't fix it. We did a bunch of other stuff that it turns out would have helped if we knew what we were doing, but we didn't. So yeah, the blind uh, the blind play didn't help us. Yeah. Um. So did all that. Uh, that has been my my role recap. Lots of fun there. You. Um. So. Uh, this past weekend, I took my niece to an anime convention, and thankfully talked her into allowing me to just hide with her in the board game room. Nothing against anime conventions. I've been going to like, anime conventions for 10 plus years. But when I'm with a younger generation and they're into certain anime, I remember that all anime is trash. You heard it here first. All anime is trash. Except for that very favorite series that only you yeah, love. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you like a certain series, that one's okay in my book. Whatever, you can enjoy it. But I'm going to go, uh, I digress. Uh, so, um, I exposed her to a few uh, great games. Boss Monster, we played a few rounds of that. Always loved Boss Monster. Um, we played uh, Suro. She mm. really, really enjoyed that. That's a fun, quick, easy game. Uh, the regular red box one or the C one? Uh, regular red box. Okay, yeah. Good. That's a row of the C. There is a third one coming up next year. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to have they're, to actually look into they're that. They're doing a uh, way. Uh, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's, it's something of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So it looks by the box art that we're going to be lanterns flying around in the sky with like Phoenix birds. Oh. Probably trying to kill us. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that. Yeah. Um, we also busted out some Flux. I haven't played Flux in a long time, and i got to tell you, still a lot of fun. Okay. Super easy, super quick, super... Yeah, you just got to pay attention to the rules keep shifting on you. Yeah. She wasn't used to that. I was. I'm so great at winning games against a 14-year-old. Against someone who doesn't know what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It really made me feel big. So, I'm twice your size and almost twice your <laughs> age. I win. I am twice her age. Um, you, or no, I'm more than twice her age. Yes. Damn it. Um, so, yeah, we got we got a few fun games in. Good. Um, but yeah, that's that was my past. Uh, that's my role recap. All right. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of add to our role recap because this is going to be our last episode this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Because next week it's uh, Christmas, which we would not normally record. And the next week after that, it's literally like New Year's Day on Tuesday. So we'll probably end up recording like the second half of that week. Yeah. Um. So it'll be, it. even if we record in 2018, I'm not going to have the time to edit it. Yeah. And get it out before the New Year. So You're telling me you don't have four hour turnaround? What kind of service is this? Well, I... I that was a visual gag that you at home will never see. It's true. Um, but the idea is, now that we're at the end of the year, I wanted to kind of think of this. What is the number one game that Ricky played in 2018? Oh, you already know the answer to this. I know the answer. They most likely know the answer, but for, for, um, for the internet at whole and the sake of everything... What is it? Harry Potter. Yeah. It was Harry Potter. Yeah, no, I played a lot of it. You know, I'm I'm not even embarrassed by it. I love that game. That game is a ton of fun. I actually uh, sold someone on it while I was at that convention. 
I had a token still in my pocket for some odd reason. And someone was looking at it, I'm like, that's a great game. Look, I even have a token in my pocket. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. But apparently it's that good that you have a token in your pocket. So, they bought it. No regrets. USAopoly owes you at least one. Yeah, I'm uh, looking for a commission there, USAopoly. And I guess it's no surprise what my number one game is. Because I've actually been tracking it through the BG stats on my phone. Mm -hmm. It was not close. Um... (laughs) I was thinking, like, okay, I've played a lot of different games. I, I play a lot of L5R. I play a lot of, now lately, in the second half of the year, Game of Thrones. Like, these LCGs, I just play a lot. Like, okay, there's got to there's gotta be a couple contenders there. It was almost by double that I have played Arkham Horror, the LCG, than any mm-hmm. other game. And a lot of it is, like, I, I have over 40 plays of Arkham in 2018 alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to roll back to 2017, um, I had 17 plays while I was tracking it. So I played a lot of Arkham Horror. I still play a lot of Arkham Horror. And I'm guessing in 2019, I will be playing a lot of Arkham Horror. If we want to go with a, a runner-up, uh, it would be Legend of the Five Rings and then A Game of Thrones. Shocking, um, I host a LCG night, and those are the three games that we play all the time. So every... Every Tuesday night, I'm playing those in some capacity. Um, and we switch between the co-op and the competitive just to kind of give a little flavor between both. So mm-hmm. we don't necessarily get burnt out in any one game. So that is the Tabletop Arcanum's most played of 2018. Arkham, Potter, Battle for Lovecraft. Do you think my girlfriend would get pissed off if I started playing uh, Harry Potter with an Arkham deck? Once she notices what you're doing, yes. She'll notice pretty quickly, I think. I think Rex can do some damage against uh, oh, right. old Voldy, Voldy uh, Mort there. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure. Uh, just take Duke. Ashcan Peak and Duke, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's a dog. Dogs are in Harry Potter, right? Uh, so on to our, our new segment. Uh, and this is just kind of a things I've noticed that have come out. Mm-hmm. Because I go to the store and then there's a new release section. And I go, ooh, look at all these shiny new things um, for our listeners so that you may be, if you've been waiting or, or thinking about something. Um, the Grey Choi Deluxe Box for A Game of Thrones is still not out yet. It's still on the boat somewhere doing Grey Joy things. No news there. Um. The Pandemic 10-Year Anniversary Edition hits shelves. It's so pretty. Yes. It's just so pretty. It's $100, but it's $100 of pretty. It is very much a pretty game. They don't add anything fancy to it. Uh, The pawns are replaced with token, or with uh, miniatures now. Mm -hmm. Um, They redid some of the art. It has a vintage collection you get the petri dishes like the first edition of the game had so you get a lot of really good nostalgia out of it in a very clean collector's edition uh and the whole thing's in a uh uh old case old old school medic case Mm -hmm. um so it has a lot of a lot of packaging yeah in that you're right it is msrp 100 dollars so if you know someone who really, really likes Pandemic. This Even if they somewhat like Pandemic. Right. It's been 10 years. This game is still making lots of money. Yeah. The Battlestar Galactica Starship Battles game 
hit shelves as well. So think of it as Star Trek um, Attack Wing or X-Wing from Fantasy Flight, but mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica. So there's Vipers and, and uh, Cylon Raiders. And they use a template system much like X-Wing and uh, mm. the Attack Wing does. So it's looking really good. I know a couple guys who have checked into it and they said the rule set is very solid. I'll mm-hmm. be demoing that probably in the next weekend or so, I hope, just to at least get my, my, my feet wet on it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of X-Wing... The X-Wing Wave 2 for 2.0 came out. Uh, you had your conversion kits for the First Order and and Resistance factions. So now the game has officially five true factions in it. And with that came with a bunch of uh, standalone ships as well. So on top of the, the conversion kits, you can get your T-70 X-Wings and your RZ-2, uh, RZ-2 A-Wings for your Resistance faction. You can get the TIE Fighter, First Order TIE Fighter. And then for Scum, they also had a a brand new ship in this because the other ones kind of already existed in the game. But they added the Mining Guild TIE from the Rebels cartoon show. And I have to tell you, I mean, speaking as the exhibit of board games today, um, what's more ballin'? It's the most ballinest mini. It's a gold TIE Fighter. You're flying in with a straight-up gold TIE fighter. It's true. Sabine's just is, looks like it's been ghettoed out. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's between those two. I think I would I would personally like Sabine's TIE fighter, well, but... That's because you like the Rebels more than the, uh, you know, mining guild. But gold is gold is gold. I mean... It's true. It's true. Uh, Lord of the Rings LCG had Fires in the Night come out, which was a new adventure pack for them. Uh, the Game of Thrones Catan... Has the Brotherhood of the Watch that came out, which is the five to six player expansion for that. Oh, I've heard really good things about that edition of Catan because there's like the wildlings across the the wall, which is adding like this out of game element that you're struggling with. So it's better than the uh, regular Catan five to six player expansion. I believe so. Oh, um, the Legend of the Five Rings RPG got the Emerald City uh, source book. Which is your Imperial Capital, like, source book and Emerald, mm. almost Emerald Empire. Um, but you get a lot more story and fluff. If you're not familiar with the Lord of the uh, Legend of the Five Rings, um, that's going to give you a lot more fill and fluff for that. And then uh, Gen 7 came out, which we talked about on both our Gen Con episode and then when I recapped and talked a little bit about the Alliance Open House. Um, that's the new Crossroads game from Plat Hat Games. Where you're uh, on a spaceship. Generation 7 on a colony ship. You are... You literally grew up, will live your life, and die on this spaceship. And never knowing where humanity came from or where humanity's going. You gotta play that at, uh... You gotta play that at John Con, right? Yep. I did not, and I'm really looking forward to playing that. Because I think you and everyone we went with just talked about it for a good solid hour after playing it. And you guys didn't play a full game. You played... A few rounds. Yes. Um, and then uh, Games Workshop released all of their uh, big Battle Force boxes for the holiday season. So if you're a GW fan and really want uh, to spice up your army or want to entice your friend into getting into your hobby, those Battle Forces always pack value. Mm-hmm. You're usually getting um, a lot more for your dollar as far as those models go. 
So that's um, that's our news. No, uh, hey, whoa. Oh, I'm sorry, you got something? Star Wars Legion, oh, let's right. talk for a minute here. Um, Wookiees and Chewbacca should be dropping probably before this episode comes out. So if it's not out already, you're going to see it any second now. They just announced again that it's quarter four of 2018, and we're in like the, the 11th hour right here. We've got... A week and a half yeah. left of 2018. Those are coming. They're coming home with me. Don't even bother going out and grabbing them. I'm going to buy them. You can go out and buy them. Keep buying them stuff because then they'll keep making stuff. Yes. Uh, and then over to our Kickstarter corner. Uh, I have a couple news updates on Kickstarter. Uh, we talked about Cultist Storm last episode. They've actually decided to cancel and relaunch in the future. Um, and kind of rebrand everything a little bit. I think mm. the all-in, like, you either get everything or nothing pledge, I think should be reevaluated on them. Because mm-hmm. that was a big thing that people were like, well, I don't want to spend over $100 for this game and, and risk it. So I hope they Man. I hope they actually come back stronger because it looks very interesting. I want to see them succeed. But I don't think... They had a realistic aspect to it for what people actually want in uh, a Kickstarter program. Mm-hmm. Uh, ending soon, though, is Tainted Grail, which we talked about last episode, which has gotten a whole lot more um, stretch goals and extra add-ons added in. So definitely take a look at that one. I think it had about a week left when I last looked at it. Uh, might be a little bit more, but by the time this, like, by the time I actually edit this episode and get it out, it'll be about a week. What less. do you mean you don't have four-hour turnaround? I, I think you used that joke already. I'm going to keep using it. It's a callback to earlier, about like, you know, ten minutes ago. Like ten minutes ago, yeah. Yeah. Unless, of course, I edit both of these jokes out, and then nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know how funny I am. It's true. My mom says I'm hilarious. You can edit that one out. And I said you can edit that one out, because now you have to keep it in there. And you have to keep everything in there for it to make coherent sense. Otherwise, we're just going to be talking about uh, Tainted Grail, and then you're just going to hear me say, my mom thinks I'm funny. (laughs) But I digress. We'll see how the final cut goes. (laughs) Lastly, um, I think that's everything I've got for Kickstarter. Do you have anything for Kickstarter? I don't have anything for Kickstarter, but on top of, like, news, I do want to bring up that... Um, the badges for Gen Con go on sale January 13th. Mm. So we are just under a month out. If you are interested in going, just know, um, it's always good to pick up your badge in advance. They don't always guarantee that they're going to be there. And chances are, if you want a full weekend, you do want to make sure to go on. Get the four day badge. Get the four day badge right away. Otherwise it will, it may sell out. It may not sell out, but history shows generally four-day badges don't last very long right um and also looking towards the future um peterson games who does the cthulhu wars um will be doing a new space like 4x game called hyperspace uh Mm. launching launching on kickstarter in january and definitely i'll be keep my eye open on it uh so when that launches i'll we'll be talking about that oh yeah so that's our little like preview for the future of things that have caught our radar this year but for next year Mm -hmm. 
Um, on to our main topic, I guess. Uh, we should probably get talking about uh, pimping well, out your game. we're here, yeah. So, we, we, we talk about upgrading your game, pimping out your game. Um, so, I first collected a series of ideas of what sorts of things you can upgrade. So, why don't we go through that first, and then we'll talk mm. about where you can get these sorts of items. So, um, number one thing. We're going to be looking at tokens first and foremost. Yes. I did see your keys for Keyforge just now. Those are gorgeous. Those are those are amazing. And you got those um you got those I know I saw those originally on Facebook just randomly. The guy has a shop. Right. Um Arbits. Arbit. Yeah, Arbits. So he has the Keyforge um keys and then he has the Arkham tokens right and he also has uh destiny mm-hmm. uh he's getting arkham horror um uh tokens out there and he really started on netrunner mm-hmm. so his whole thing is he was like a, uh, i think it was like a computer engineer so he he actually understands how to print on circuit boards mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature so netrunner being a dystopian cyberpunk game made a lot of sense of getting, like, alt art upgrades on literally printed circuit board. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where he started his his business and function, but it's now expanded to other games that he enjoys because he wants to keep pimping him, his own stuff out. So yeah. he's like, ah, I can create tokens for this. I will now make tokens for everybody else in the same fashion. Um, so, yeah, tokens are a thing you can definitely upgrade. Um, uh, cardboard. Tokens are the number one normal staple. You can get a lot of different things. So, Keyforge, for example, we talked about the keys. Mm-hmm. There's also the cardboard amber that you um, collect during the game, which you can't upgrade your Harry Potter token that you just pulled out of your pocket. <laughs> upgrade it, please. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. I realized that I told the story about it being in my pocket, and it was still in my pocket. It is still in your pocket. Um... Have you not bathed or washed clothes? No, I just take everything in my pockets and shove them in my new pants pockets. Oh, that makes more sense. Um, So you can get different gemstones or things like that at craft stores. And, you know, now your amber have, like, gem look Mm. to it. Um, There's... So those are some of the, like, easy upgrades. Um, You can get wooden tokens. You can get... You can get resin tokens. Resin you, tokens, you, yeah. You, there's a whole lot. So if a game has a, a bunch of tokens, you can actually turn those into something different or something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you acrylic can... or you uh, uh, cardboard to acrylic is usually mm-hmm. your, your your basic level because, like, um, for example, Arkham Knights gives the health and sanity tokens out as acrylic, so you can you kind of fluff up your game that way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you can either go to certain places or. Um, well, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Yep. So. So another thing you can upgrade on your game is your playmat. Mm. Um, uh, this is becoming a lot more common and a lot more popular, of getting a playmat for your game, and it's really started with like card games, like Magic and and, and that nature, Yu-Gi-Oh where and Pokemon you, and all that, where, where where you get a neoprene mouse pad sort of uh, play area for yourself that your cards can you can easily pick up and pick down, mm-hmm. but board games have picked this up now too. Um. Things like Rising Sun, 
actually they had a oversized mat created for the Kickstarter that you could get as an add-on that would replace your board. So you have a bigger bigger thing That's to play cool. on. Mm. Um, which has the entire map printed on the play mat. Mm. And you just use that instead of the cardboard um, game board. Mm. So there's a, several games that have been doing that. There's also the miniature games like Star Wars Legion, Fantasy Flight. Mm-hmm. Puts that on a uh, six foot by three foot space. And because of X-Wing being on a three foot by three foot, they create three foot by three foot like star fields and things like that. And they just kind of kept doing that idea of like, hey, we already have this design, this size. So they made Legion um, like ground battlefields printed on a, a play mat. Mm-hmm. So that's another way you can upgrade your game. Um, token holders. This one, uh, I've seen a lot of different options with it. This is usually more of a convenience, mm-hmm. from what I can say, than a, than a really true upgrade. Whether you get um, little mixing bowls or little dishes to put like all these cardboard tokens into mm-hmm. so that they're not just a pile on the table. Or if, like, hey, everyone needs to grab one of these, you take the bowl and you pass it around. Keeps mm-hmm. uh, set up and clean up a lot easier. But um, there's wooden versions, there's bowls, uh, silicone muffin tins, mm-hmm. or muffin like muffin holders, but the silicone ones. Those are really useful. Uh, I've seen a lot of people use those because they're light, uh, and they then they smoosh because they're silicone. Mm-hmm. So they're really good for traveling too. At the same time, uh, where a glass one does not travel well, it smushes, but usually it doesn't unsmush after that. Yeah. And then, kind of on that comparison, upgrade wise, we talked a little bit about it already. With we talked a lot about it with storage, but inserts. Mm-hmm. So those broken token or dayless inserts. Those are ways to pimp up your game, too, mm-hmm. because they'll come with tr- token trays. They'll come with a way to store it nicer so that your setup and takedown are... It all goes into the big package. I mean, you also have things like proxies. That I personally love proxies because we live in a day and age where anyone can make their own proxy card. Anyone can make their own proxy uh, miniature. You mean, that... you mean like my AAA battery Necron army? No. I would like to see that pulled out uh, uh, Games I, Workshop. I, I, I've, I've been joking about that for years. Because I, I just think it's hysterical uh, for for that faction. And the various battery sizes are different units, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, I follow a lot of Instagrams of just people who do proxies for Legion. Mm. Where, like, you may have, like, General Veers... So you use General Veer's card, but then someone will make a sculpt of um, Grand Admiral Thrawn or um, gotcha. uh, uh, Tarkin or, or anyone like that. Some people will say, okay, we, we like having General Leia out there, but we don't like the sculpt. I want to get oh. a different sculpt. And oh. they'll have another Leia. They'll have like the cinnamon bun... White dress layout or different heads to put on the models already. So there are ways to... One hand Luke versus two hand Luke. Yeah, there you go. That's just a, you know, exacto knife away kind of proxy, but... Snip, snip. I should see if I can find some sort of robot miniature and snip his hand and replace it. There you go. 
yeah, so those are all sorts of ways you can upgrade and pimp out your game. Um, now, the number one thing that uh, I've, I'm not going to say this is a comprehensive list because there are definitely way more people and places and, and things out there. And there's mm-hmm. a huge community of, of customization. Um, as far as the community goes, uh, your 3D printing, like Thingiverse or Etsy, mm-hmm. are, are going to be your great like home-crafted resources. Um, but as far as a little bit more professionally made... Well, before we get to the professionally made, you can also... Um, depending on what game that you're looking for, if you're looking for proxy pieces, go check your, your hardware store, go check your craft stores. Craft stores um, cause they'll have little odds and ends mm-hmm. that may look better than what comes in the box. And you could generally find it if they have coupons, if they have anything like that, you can generally find it significantly cheaper. So there are ways that you can spend a little money. And make it look like it went a long way. Yes. So, on top of that, also check with your um, also check with your friendly local gaming store if they have tournaments, if they have any kind of promotions going on. Um, I know you can go in and get uh, acrylic tokens, like you said, for Arkham. You can get mm-hmm. um, alt cards. You can get all kinds of different things that will increase what you have without actually spending extra money on it. You go in anyways because you're going to get it. You get something a little extra. Right. So, in no particular order, and by my all means, not a comprehensive list. We, I, There's a couple places I've gotten tokens and, and upgrades for them that uh, I just want to share. Um, one is actually sometimes just the manufacturer of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we're looking at those play mats, they, they're the ones who usually make them and they're usually the ones that sell them. Um, so sometimes they'll have their own little like, Hey, you can get these upgrades for this game that you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Meeple Source, Meeple, like the little wooden figurine mm-hmm. game in Carcassonne. Meeple Source, uh, they do a lot of wooden and uh, Euro game upgrades. So if you want realistic, uh, they also have a lot of things for the Stonemeyer games like Scythe. Mm-hmm. So if you want to upgrade your workers in Scythe, if you want to upgrade your anything in Scythe, mm-hmm. they pretty much have it. And a lot of other games, if you, there's a couple games out there that will give you like cardboard, like food tokens things like that they've got like oh uh it's a it's a it's a pumpkin yeah it's a corn it's husk it's so they've got a lot of different wooden based stuff which is very clean um broken egg does more acrylic work from what i can tell um they're another again more luxury items more nice neater tokens is really what broken egg tends to do and then uh team covenant um, mm. Not only do they do subscription based, but they'll have like player dashboards for like Arkham Horror and the tokens that go along with it. Uh, they they typically release something fancy for almost every major competitive game that I've seen. Mm. Um, so that's a couple of the manufacturers. Honestly, Etsy and three D printing tend to be where I like to go mm-hmm. for for unofficial stuff. 
because there's a lot of really interesting creative people out there for that. Yeah. Uh, and on Etsy is a place called Luxury Playstyle. If you want to spend money to really pimp out your game, Luxury Playstyle is amazing. Are they the ones who do the wooden Catan? No. Have you seen that? Oh my yes. god. That is they beautiful. They do metal uh, for the most ah. part, and they're very big on Legend of the Five Rings. Mm-hmm. They're very big. Uh, they do some magic and things like that, but they really started out in, in Legend of the Five Rings. They've also expanded to Arkham. But the tokens start out at like $2 a token mm-hmm. for one. It's two bucks. And these are like, you need 20, 30 of these things. Mm-hmm. They get crazy. It gets expensive fast, but they are pretty. And if you really want to go top shelf, mm-hmm. that's definitely a place to look at. Um, they have some very, very pretty things. Um, the only thing I ever got is a um, a buddy of mine gave me a. I, I played the Dragon Clan in Legend of Five Rings, so he gave me one of the dragon tokens. He kind of got like he ordered like an, a, a a sampler set, pretty much. And then knowing he had players here and there and was mm-hmm. like, okay, he put an order for himself because he really wanted but then added everybody else's clan a little bit to his, his own order. I, um, he, he gave me one of the dragon tokens from them. And it's gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. one of the prettiest tokens I have. It's not something I want to spend that type of money on. Yeah. I'd rather buy another game. Yeah. Um, though I'll spend that money on an insert instead is actually what I'll end up probably doing because I prefer that mm-hmm. and the one thing i think I, I neglected to talk about which is actually one of my favorite upgrades and i and i wish i had remembered this earlier are we going about to say the same thing metal coins oh no but no that's very solid yes um i will use um scythe and rising sun as two examples of this mm-hmm. so Scythe is all about getting money and getting your coins. So, like, it's all cardboard. It's victory points. It's just cardboard Mm -hmm. victory points, which are money, which you can turn in and do other things in the game. But you can get metal versions of those coins, and it just sounds better. It feels better. There's heft. There's weight behind Mm -hmm. this. It actually feels like it's important. Um, Rising Sun, as a Kickstarter, started off with cardboard. Then, because of stretch goals, they upgraded to plastic coins, and then they added a add-on feature where you can get the metal coins, and after playing Scythe with metal coins, that was like easy, like, yep, I want that. Mm. The plastic ones are good, and literally it is like, cardboard is the bottom end of the spectrum, plastic, like, or acrylic would be the next level, and then the metal is mm. like your top tier. Yeah, metal coins, I think, or metal currency, or metal... Like, Lords of Waterdeep has... Someone made a metal set of coins out there. If you can replace your currency in the game with, like, an upgraded token, of all other tokens, that's the one to upgrade. Mm -hmm. And it gives the most bang for your dollar. I can definitely agree with that. So what was your last thought? My last thought is the cheapest and easiest thing to do to upgrade your game, plastic sleeves. Mm. If you can sleeve your cards, do it. It makes the decks easier to shuffle. It makes 
does and it doesn't. Depending on what slaves you get. Also, how big that deck is. That is true. Because at one point I had my Arkham Horror 2nd Edition sleeved, and that Mythos deck got way too big well, to I have, shuffle. I have my Boss Monster all sleeved, and that takes up a lot of space now. But, that being said, they do feel better, they do look better, they are easier to uh, shuffle. Because uh, the ones that I got are the... Um, the, the mat, right? They're not mat, they're... Actually, I might want to switch to the map, but... What is the... Oh, God. Brother, um... Oh, the Brother Wise Games official ones. Yeah, I, I got the Brother Wise uh, official ones. So they look nice. They have the matching uh, logos on the back for what card is in your hand, so on and so forth. So, all all said and done, it's up to you what you want to do with your, your pimping and your upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, I like upgrading tokens more than anything else um i also have a weird like hang up on play mats i really like play mats you have a over... lot of play mats i really like them over the boards yeah i don't know why no i understand but i do um i definitely say if you're gonna play a game a lot it it, it may be worth it just to upgrade anyway Yep. Because there are certain things like the the cardboard tokens and... Things will wear out. Um, things will wear out. So if you're going to really get your use out of it, I definitely suggest that you, you enjoy it more, you, you get more enjoyment out of the game, and then it lasts you a lot longer. Yeah. Um, so, I think we've kind of put that upgrade aside. Any mm. final thoughts? Um, On game upgrades, at least. It just gave me so much, so so many more ideas of what I can do with what what I have right now. Gotcha. This is dangerous. How yep. about you? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I think I just said them. It's you know, take your ownership of what level you want to upgrade your game to. If it's the thing mm. that you keep playing 40, 50 times in a year, treat yourself. Yeah. If it's a game that you will probably play a handful of times and then either resell or it'll sit on a shelf and collect dust. Probably not the game to upgrade. Yeah. So that's game upgrades. Coming up on our uh, next episode, we'll be reviewing Dinosaur Island slash Dualsaur Island. Mm-hmm. Kind of a joint. I'm so excited. So we'll be playing a bunch of that, getting our feedback, and giving you, the listener, our thoughts on the games. Uh, other items that we'll be talking about next time, it will be our 2019 Challenges. All right. Well, I think that's going to be about it for this episode, the final of 2018. So keep like Josh Brolin, keep on rolling. I got to go. That's not really good. Yeah, I know. That was off the top of the dome, though. (laughs) That was off the top of the dome. So I'll give you like half points for trying. I hope everybody has a good, safe new year. And we'll see you in 2019. Adios, amigos. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.